This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. You know, I was telling you that Johnny Resnick story about the Goo Goo Dolls. It is actually, if you put together a list of uh, rock stars who lost their moms at a young age, it is a pretty impressive list. Yeah. I, I mean, enough so that it's not an anomaly. I, I mean, that there's something uh, that artists, songwriters, I mean, people that are around for, you know, big names. Yeah. You know, Bono, Tom Petty. I mean, you, you know, that it, it's almost like a, a part of the recipe. Yep, it's a catalyst. Uh, and, I, and, and I know it sounds weird, but I mean, it's a when you you can Google it and put together mm-hmm. a list. I've it's, seen the list. It's, it's not coincidental, mm-hmm. I don't think. Isn't How are you? This I am well. I just think it's like with everything, stuff comes out of everything. Yes. Good and or bad. And, and uh, life is just a constant change. It's the only thing that's inevitable. Yeah. And the thing we struggle with the most. It's the whole forest fire. You know, the forest fire comes and levels everything and new growth happens. Yeah, but it, it's why are we just hardwired to be... You, to hate you know, it. To, yes. I mean, it goes <laughs> against every grain, you know, of our personality. It's like some sort of innate survival mechanism in all of us. And I think if we can embrace... It's the both and, you know, if you got to embrace change. It's, well, it, you, can, you don't have to some. embrace it, but it is a steamroller. Man. You know, so uh, it is coming. Uh, we've talked about it in, in the healthcare field. Mm-hmm. We talked about it in higher ed. We we know about it in broadcasting. It, it is just a different world, and it is. and particularly, it's always been a different world. Change mm-hmm. has always been there. Change used to take longer because we didn't have the capability to do it faster, and Agreed. now that is gone. Agreed. And I think it's and the hundred year pandemic on top of it. <laughs> There's that. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's exciting. You know, I think it's exciting to see what what will be because I'm not so enamored with how things are right now because I see all of the the failures in our systems and our systems in in all aspects don't serve everyone well the institutions mm-hmm. as we know it generically sure aren't working anymore no and so we can sort of hold on to the past and I'm not sure why but maybe it makes us feel safe and secure but they're not they're broken yeah. so why not change and, and maybe and they've always try. been broken but mm-hmm. it, it seems like when life is changing on a dime the institutions even slow down more yeah and it's hard in your industry for like sure drew was in earlier you, you know all of that dynamic is going to change here locally mm-hmm. but but the way the government reimburses or the way that I mean, all Won't of change. that stuff moves moves like the titanic mm-hmm. you know in a day and age where i, I could go to a doctor that's a chat bot yeah one could argue that that I'm not sure our government's capable of coming to enough consensus to change things like how healthcare is paid. Yeah, you know, and, and even so, though we've seen the colossal failures mm-hmm. when it comes to the opioid crisis, absolutely. When it comes to you know uh, the pharmaceutical companies, when it comes mm-hmm. to uh, the fraud, when it comes to all of that, uh, we we don't have you know we we can't take care of children that are you, you know in DCFS. We can't take care of veterans in you know VA homes. I mean, there's nothing about the model that you go, well, yeah, we're doing pretty good. I think it just requires us to be creative and to, you know, in, in whatever your industry is, to look at what your your current payment structure is or, yep. or what your business model is. And and while you, you have to be able to do both, you have to be able to function in that world 
and and dream of something outside of it. And it's a unique skill set. Not everybody can do it, but it's it's fun. So why is it that that of all of these things we're talking about, we're pretty good at fixing your broken leg. You know, right. we're pretty good about giving you a prostate exam. We're pretty good <laughs> about you, you know mammography, mm-hmm. mental health. We we get an F minus sure. across the board. Well, I think that part of it is is the pandemic accelerated our understanding and knowledge of the need. But the infrastructure takes decades to, you know. People don't have decades. Though. I know. I know. And so then that requires us to figure out how to provide support at tiered levels. And so you hear really neat stories about how, you know, s- s- peers are trained to do sort of peer support. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that one of the solutions that you're starting to see is that lay people are increasing their knowledge and ability to help. And again, someone with serious mental illness or severe mental illness you know, needs a, a, a licensed professional, but there's not enough of those. And so if you can provide ways to support people and to increase well-being, yeah. you can, you can you know, target those resources to the people that need them the most. But it, it's tough. Uh, here's, here's what I think it is. Mm-hmm. Not all of it, but, but the, the front end of the spear is that it's much easier for politicians to raise money and or votes and or support talking about gun control or mm-hmm. second amendment than it is dealing with the underlying issue of why someone would shoot a bunch of people in a school. Right. And so that's too nuanced, too tough. So it will just divide the country in half on this argument. That, and, and I'm not saying this argument mm-hmm. shouldn't take place, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't take, it isn't solving the underlying issue. Right. I mean, we argue about how many clips in a or bullets in a clip sure. versus why people get to a place where they of despair. Yes, because mm-hmm. I don't know that there's anyone that goes in and shoots up anyone. But what happened at Michigan State yesterday without underlying mental health issues? You're absolutely correct, and we know it from the data. You know, really, you know, gun violence is a public health issue, and you need to take a harm reduction approach. Yes, but they don't they don't take a harm reduction approach when it comes to inner city violence in the city of Chicago, which is what's sure. in most of these mass shootings is the vast majority mm-hmm. of four people being shot. That's how right. it's, you know, but we don't treat gang violence the same way we treat what happened at Michigan State. Right. And, and the truth is, is that there are things that can be done um, to slow people from getting weapons that shouldn't have weapons and that's where the focus needs to absolutely be. and, the, and, you know, and we the, are gonna have guns here this is this is core to our country right but nobody wants to give up anything on either side you know gun owners that mm-hmm. argue for the second amendments don't want to be responsible for i mean you know if you own that thing in your house you are responsible for that safe storage safe yeah. handling i mean absolutely. I, I think that's a bare minimum you, you know that you're required to do agreed but you get everybody on both sides that just put up this big wall and nobody mm-hmm. wants to have any common sense conversation about how to really accomplish anything yeah i think that again i think it's i think the argument on on guns is is futile when it when we think about you know we need to have guns in our country that is core to who what our culture well, you're is you're not going to so, get rid of them overnight no, for sure but but how can we reduce harm and we're smart. We know the data. We know which demographics, um, which, you know, it's it's usually more male. It's under age nine. It's, you know, we right. know the demographics 
slow that decision-making process down and increase scrutiny on who has them yeah, and, that's, and that's not the, stop the right people from having them and who can safely handle them. And that's the extreme. And, mm-hmm. and then on the other end of that, you have access where kids, and we had this happen in our community, oh, yeah. 13-year-old kid. You know, no one was trying to, you know, no one was purposely trying to kill mm-hmm. anybody, but they had access to a loaded gun. And, and that's where safe handling, safe storage comes into place. And that is that needs to be a focus of everyone in healthcare from a public health standpoint. And it's something we're talking about internally at Crossing, to be quite honest with you. There is um, a study and in, in an initiative happening at St. Louis Children's where gun locks are being distributed without questions in lobbies of children's children's physician offices and children's hospitals. And so that, you know, People are being encouraged to, if they have a gun in their home, it, it, we don't care the details around that, and we don't really want to know about that. But here are some safety locks. Yeah. Make sure it's stored safely. That's happening in St. Louis in one of the largest pediatric centers in the Midwest, and we're watching what comes from that. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's in the future at Crossing as well, because you know, those are the kinds of things that can make a difference. Well, and here's the thing. I, I, I get you have these... I, I wouldn't even say they're arguments, but there's just always people that want to start at this point. Like, like, well, that person should be responsible. But okay, that doesn't mean anything to a 13-year-old mm-hmm. kid, child, mm-hmm. who's dead. You're right. And so this is the argument about free needles, about everything. I mean, all the things that, yes, if everybody's it's dealing the, from the same you yes. know, deck of cards and everybody's got the same hand, okay, great, this utopia you think mm-hmm. should exist. But if it's not the case, and clearly it's not, mm-hmm. what can you do at, a, at a, a, a base level of just trying to prevent tragedy? Correct. You know, trying to protect children until their frontal lobes develop, yes. quite frankly. You know, and it's and things it's, like condoms. We've argued about that in, in society for, I don't know, 30 years. <laughs> I feel know, like, the, like the argument now is like, I feel like it's Puritan. I mean, I feel like we're, we're going to be like burning correct. people at the stake. Correct. We just need to keep people healthy and well and and make available to them the things that keep them safe until they might be at a better point in their life to maybe make a, or a better least, decision. Or at least increase the odds. Right. I mean, because there's not, you know, a lot of this stuff, it's about just trying to hold yes. your own. Yes. Stay alive until you're 21. Yeah. I, I, never, <laughs> I can't imagine what it takes to be like you, your staff, the frontline people that have to deal every day. Every day, uh, I'm thankful that Mm -hmm. you're there because I don't know what a lot of people would do without you. Uh, But it has to be, I I mean, I guess that has to be enough. Yeah, I think that for me personally, I grew up in a very sort of sheltered world and environment and, and had a lot of notions about right and wrong and how things, quote, should be done. And, and all of that's different do now you, for me. It is for me, too. And I, and mm-hmm. I, it, it's so much, it, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, people will say, well, you've changed. I'm like, oh, yeah, I have. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't understand getting older and getting more closed-minded. Right. <laughs> it seems like a credible waste of wisdom that you've accumulated mm-hmm. through actual life experience. Mm-hmm. I, I just come to the, the realization most days that the way I see things is based on my personal experiences and not many people have lived the exact same life as me. And when I walk what in the shoes... What a diplomatic way well, to put that, yes. But when I when I start to really spend time with people who make completely different choices than me, when I know their stories, their choices 
makes sense. You know, maybe had they more knowledge about something, they might have made a different choice. But given the information, the experiences in life they have, I see how they go down their path. See, but I'll throw their own argument back (laughs) up against them on that. You've never had more information at your fingertips in the history of human beings. You not being knowledgeable about something is your choice. For, for me and for you, but for people who maybe lack education or access to internet. I'm ta- these aren't people, that's who I'm talking about. I'm oh. talking about the know-it-alls that don't yeah, do right. anything but have an opinion on everything and assume they know with the struggles that you deal with or mm-hmm. anybody else deals with sitting in the comfort of their home bitching on Facebook. You're right. And the, and the challenge I would, would pose to them is pause, maybe listen twice as much as they speak, spend a little time with some people that whose lives are very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just go hang out at places like the Oasis or come to Crossing and speak. Or or just go have a conversation with somebody completely different All than right, you. Well, I'm going to pay you a big compliment, and I mean this <laughs> from the bottom of my heart. I really do. Uh, and when I've, I've used services at Crossing, and you go to the campus there, and I've been there a ton of times as a visitor, but I've been there as a patient. And what you are not is institutional, which is a high praise from me because that is the way government treats mm-hmm. most of the things you deal with every day, right? Sure. You get the, well, we're going to paint it this green color and then, uh, well, we're going to, uh, uh, we don't want anybody spray painting it. So we'll, we'll paint it a darker green and then the kids just use fluorescent paint. <laughs> you, you know, it's got, it, it, mm-hmm. government has a feel, right? Go to the DMV. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I, I mean, and I mean that mm-hmm. I've never felt that on your campus. I'm glad to hear that. And that's a complete testament to the people. Absolutely. Um, at every point in our organization. I've never felt like a deli number. I've mm-hmm. never felt like a, it's, in fact, it seems quicker. It seems more fluid, um, uh, less, I, I don't know how to describe it other than to me, the worst thing I can do to describe something is institutional because sure. it, it just doesn't work. It, it's set up for the masses. It doesn't care about your story, your name. Mm-hmm. You're just literally a number. You're a cog in the wheel. I've never felt that across. Well, thank you, because that is a very high compliment to the team, because we talk a lot about our mission, but then we spend more time talking about our core values. It's like, well, how do you do what you do? And I feel like the how matters as much as the what. And we talk specifically about the folks at the front desk. And, but that's unusual and, in your realm. Well, I, I know, but it's it, oftentimes it feels overwhelming. There's so much that I feel like we can't do because of budget limitations or staffing limitations. And so we try to focus on what we can do and we can at least make the people that we're taking care of feel human. That may be the only thing we do for them that day. We might not be able to help them get their $500 medication and, you know, there's a lot of limitations to the resources in our world. Yeah, but, but I'm telling you, it Can't says, a, I, I get that. And, <laughs> and, and I know that's, you're mm-hmm. displaying exactly why it is, mm-hmm. is that you're never satisfied with just doing whatever, okay. And there's always this, you know, mm-hmm. striving to be better, to do more. And I just think in public health, yeah. uh, as in a lot of other areas, that is rare. I think I see that in my colleagues. It gets overwhelming, and you and if you focus too much on your limitations, and I think this could be said for any line, line of work, you can get yourself there fast, and I've felt that before. But a, a pivot of here's what we can do, you know, and I think this whole community has to take that. There are a lot of 
you know, challenges ahead of us as you see the healthcare environment changing. Everything and, is changing. Yeah, but but there are so many things that you can do if you stop. You know what the epitome? You, you know what, what the the literally the that could be the profile picture for for the institutionalized sort of mentality is the pin on a chain. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. But put a put a nasty clipboard right next, you know, the old metal kind. And, and, and then like <laughs> something taped on the window that says "You must" in yeah, capital letters. A window that looks like a NASCAR with all the all the uh, signage that's right taped. there, yeah. you know, taped up. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? It's not yeah. just healthcare. I mean, it's in a lot. You, know, it's uh-huh. veterans' homes. I mean, you know, and and then it just becomes like just okay. We just accept being just not great at this. Mm. Yeah. Not very warm and inviting, is it? Uh, I'm just telling you. I I, yeah. I, I mean that. Thank we you. had lunch the other day, and it was it was wonderful to have a, a free flowing conversation mm-hmm. for like two and a half hours. hours. I know it's a long time. <laughs> it was a long time, but you know, in a day and age where we're all going through change and everyone's struggling with what's the new new, mm-hmm. uh, what you guys are doing there is making a difference, and you're Thank doing you. it in a way that treats human beings like human beings, and and to me that is not the norm. Thank you. You're it welcome. is intentional. Well, I, you can tell. You can absolutely tell. Uh, all right. Um, we got to take a break. I, I realize we're running a little bit behind here. But we've had a great show today. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Dr. Michelle Clark and Andrew Taylor and then Steve Oliver from BLDD. Uh, th- that's new school. Unbelievable. Looks wonderful. Looks great. I can't that's wait exciting. for more people to see it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Clay was in uh, from the uh, the park district. And uh, we had uh, – I, I did buy my Goo Goo Doll tickets. Uh, I sent a check. Yeah. Can you buy them? I thought it was tomorrow. That well, you I think if you're a season buy. ticket oh. holder, you get an early option, which is I a reason. Have on my calendar to be for tomorrow. A, yeah, I'm getting Google. I'm getting the tickets. Well, of course you are. You and every Mount Zion mom out there Listen, are all going to be there for Johnny Rest. We'll all have our jeans and black shirt on, and yeah. and your pumpkin and, latte and sandals, and <laughs> be great. Well, it's not time for boots. Oh, we'll be in September. Oh, boots yeah. and vests. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fun. And then that. Uh, Drew Early <laughs> was in with DMH. Uh, and then Jim Reynolds and uh, Dr. Sarah Kotick, uh, who I got to meet for the first time today, which is really cool. Uh, I'm glad Jim's got some help. Uh, you, you know, I, I feel like we've got some steady hands at the top of some things that really is maybe more important now than it ever has been. You're absolutely correct. And I have such faith in, in uh, President Reynolds. Such faith and Drew Early. We've got great leaders. Yeah, I'm in this community. Calm. Yes, thinking things through, being measured. You heard Drew say it. Yeah, he lives it. Uh, no, I, I. They let the data make the decisions. They they listen to community needs. They do well. Yeah. All right, we'll do the break. Back with more. Here's Nick Smith with your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast. Today's going to be mostly sunny and breezy, steady temperature around 50 degrees. Tonight, 40% chance of showers after 3 a.m., increasing clouds low of 37. For Thursday, rain showers likely before 3 p.m. and snow showers cloudy and windy, high near 46. Then Friday, partly sunny with a high near 32. Current temperatures in downtown Decatur, 44 degrees. Your WSOY time is 8.52. 
Hi, this is Dan Martini, letting you know about the first-class service you get with First Mid Insurance Group, providing Central Illinois insurance coverage for over 100 years. We specialize insurance for your business and represent A-rated insurance companies such as West Bend Insurance. We guarantee you superior service, building trust through expertise to help make your business secure. We assess your needs and offer you a variety of insurance products and services. Service, whether it is in response to an insurance claim or just a general question, is the most important value we can offer you. Call us today at 217-877-3344, firstmidinsurance.com. Miss a 5 o'clock? How about a Buyers and Company segment? Or just want to listen again? The podcast section at NowDecatur.com is the place to go. Soy City Buzz, Pharmacy Facts, The Morris Code, Sport Talk, and Fuego. Plus, Nobody Ask Us, Save the Date, and more. Buyers and Company, Full Hour and Interview Podcasts, and Tupper on Sports. All available for download anytime in the podcast section at NowDecatur.com. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. Yeah, that was back when Meg Ryan looked like Meg Ryan. And Nicolas Cage wasn't as weird as you think of him today. Weird, no, just but standard, not as weird. Standard leading man. Ah, I'm not even sure that. That may be a little nostalgic, but uh, good stuff. Wasn't uh, Sipowitz in that movie? Dennis Franz, the guy mm. from NYPD Blue? Yes. He played one of the angels? Yeah. I haven't seen that thing forever. Solid movie. It was it? Yeah, it was all right. I don't know. I, I couldn't. Uh, it's I, a C plus. I can't popcorn. go back into my time machine and tell you that. I don't recall. Yeah. I don't remember. I know I've watched it. But yeah. I don't remember. Uh, Sad movie. Yeah, well, Sad. it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Romeo and Juliet. You know, there's an origin there to all that. Unrequited love. Isn't uh, that what that is? Yes, and I love that you say unrequited because people pronounce that the wrong way all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yes, we have uh, a lot to get to tomorrow on a big Thursday. Uh, and then Friday, and then next week. I'm so excited. Uh, I found I saw Tat uh, in the hallway yesterday for the first time in a, in a week or so. He's going to be principal of the day at MacArthur, and, and I'm going to be principal of the day at Eisenhower. So we're going to renew that old rivalry. Uh, I think it's next Tuesday. I'm excited about that. There's, and there's, in every building, there's going to be a principal for the day. That's really cool. We did that. They used to partner yeah, remember partners in education. Mm-hmm. They used to do that, and and I did it a couple of years. And then basically, you spend like the morning. Uh, uh, there, and then you have a luncheon where everybody mm-hmm. kind of gathers, and it, it's going to be fun. Can you do the announcements over the PA? I feel like the students oh, would really enjoy that. Yeah, I'd, like that's right down both of your lanes. Yeah, sure. I'm like Orv Graham to them. That'd be cool. <laughs> I, I have no, no. No fantasies about like that. That is like who's that um, uh, for right. sure. But I also uh, am looking forward to what I, I I think will be a completely different experience mm-hmm. than what people think that it is. And I yeah. I know that anecdotally, just from our guy being there for four years, but also just being in the schools mm-hmm. for different community types of things. It's always so different than what people think it is. Yeah. I think that's exciting. I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah, I'm excited about it, too. Uh, so it should be uh, a lot of fun. I'm glad they're doing that because the, the hardest thing in a community that's getting older 
our, our demographics mm-hmm. overall yeah. is getting people to care about something they don't have an attachment to You're any correct. longer, right? So yeah. if you don't have kids or grandkids there, there's no reason for you to be there. There's no mm-hmm. reason for you to know. And therefore, somebody puts something on Facebook. And so in your uh, lack of any balance, mm-hmm. you just believe that. You're right. And pretty soon you have a picture of a school that that isn't the actual picture. And I I do think that there are some things and I've talked to building principals, you know, that, you know, that those middle age or middle uh, school aged kids that really didn't get the full experience because of COVID going right into high school, basically, there's some issues there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But fights, fight every day at Eisenhower High School in 1984. (laughs) The difference was it didn't get, it wasn't front page news and you didn't have everybody glomming on on social media Mm -hmm. and telling you what a hellhole it was. I never once had any fear of going to school. Because the rate of frontal lobe development is the same in the 80s as it is now. So you've got students who just lack the ability to think things through and you're going to have behaviors. Well, (laughs) and the people pointing out these behaviors, Mm -hmm. by the way, and Dr. Clark talked about this when they're addressing that they need more parental involvement. There's all better we can do. But you're doing the same thing on Facebook. Yeah. In condemnation of that behavior, mm-hmm. you're using the same behavior. COVID right. did a number on a lot of people's brains, not just Sounds 14-year-olds. Like yeah, you're right. Boy, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it, the truth. It's, speak it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Listen, I know that uh, you guys have a lot of things going on yeah. and a lot coming up. And uh, I really want to spend some time, you know, over the next few weeks. And, and you're entitled to do this however you want to do it. But bring some of your folks in. and uh, let's, we tell let's good stories. Do some, uh, a dive down. I mean, I, I want to get an update on, you know, um, the campus and how it's doing as far yeah. as, you know, rehabbing. And, and, you know, I know you've now been open long enough to have long-term stories, you, you know, uh, and, and not all of those are great. I mean, yeah. you know, you're not going it, to, it's, it's tough. I don't know how you. Some are a mixed bag, but we, I've got some great people I need to bring in. Yes, We've please, got some stories to tell. Please do. Yes, we will do that. We always enjoy seeing you. Thank you very Thank much you. for all that you do in the community. I don't know have how you a have sunshiny time. day. It is a sunshiny yeah. day. You're killing me small. Goo Goo Dolls. I know it's the Goo Goo Dolls. Uh, All right. uh, Tickets go on sale Friday. And uh, you can, not a bad seat in the house, whatever you decide to go with. But don't wait around because this might sell out. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.